0: What up, world? It's your past first point guard, Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. We're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. And now also on YouTube, we're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers by 2022. That's 2,000 subscribers by New Year's. So if you're watching on YouTube, smash that button. You get a new show five days a week, uh, the only daily Trailblazers podcast. If you're a podcast listener, not a YouTube person, give it it a try, or at least go over to YouTube right now and subscribe and help support the show. We would truly, truly appreciate it. Today's show is a very special, one. we are joined by Jason Quick of The Athletic, a regular guest on this podcast, except exactly this time last week when some news broke and Jason had to leave. But other than that, we always get Jason each week because he's a ton of fun, and we got a bunch of news this week. The Blazers uh, introduced new interim GM Joe Cronin, and we got a lot to talk about. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, apologies. I'm I'm scarfing down a little bit of yogurt right now.
0: Hey, you got to fuel up. You need that. You so. need those. You need that protein. You start your day right. It's we're recording this on a Friday morning. Um, Jason's already stayed up late to write about Joe Cronin, or at least worked into the evening to write about Joe Cronin, and then woke up to you know be a family man and do things uh, for take care of the fam. So it's okay if you need breakfast too, Jason. We understand.
1: I'm really regretting. Not regretting, but finding it's more difficult. The decision I made to go to a one-car family. Oh yeah, is not as e- is not as easy as uh, I imagined.
0: Yeah, you're. Uh, it's a lot of. And we're some. a one-car family, and there's a, there's a lot of like um, negotiating and drop-offs and pickups and all right. that stuff. So uh, I know how it goes, mm-hmm. particularly when you work nights. Uh, I that that makes it a little trickier for sure. Um, yeah. So, yesterday, the Blazers had uh, not a press conference, Jason, but a conversation with... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Uh, yeah. Perfect branding. Great work, everyone. Um, a conversation with Joe Cronin, uh, the Blazers' new GM. Also, Dwayne Haskins, uh, president, Blazers, Blazers' president on the business side, and, and Chauncey Billups was... Hankins. Hankins? What'd I call him? Hank- Haskins. Oh, that's a football player for the Pittsburgh Steelers, huh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 well i caught the Steelers on my brain uh we were just talking about them before we hit record um yeah uh, but Chauncey Bilbs was there too and there's you know we can get into sort of the business side and and um people not coming to the arena and at another date but i want to talk about Joe Cronin because he's he's this was the big thing what were your sort of initial takeaways from that um from the opening conversation with with Joe
1: Well, first off, first and foremost, I think people got a feel of Joe, the person and like how likable he is and how mild mannered and, um, just approachable. He is, uh, this is a really well liked person within the walls of the blazers. Uh, but I think they also got a sense that this is an aggressive guy. Uh, as far as looking at moves and how he views uh, building a roster, and I, I think he kind of got that across. That look, there are there are moves to be made with this roster, and I'm going to pursue them. And I'm and in the course of that, I'm not afraid to t- take risks. And you know, I, I talked this week with Kevin Pritchard. I talked with Chad Buchanan, um, both now at the Pacers, who worked. Um, obviously with Joe here in Portland and the thing that really stood out to me in my conversations with them was how, uh, he was unafraid to go against the grain when they had their high level, high leverage meetings and discussing draft picks, trades, free agency. Joe wasn't afraid to go. No, I disagree. I, I don't think we should do that. Or I think we should do this. Um, And I think that one, it takes a lot of balls, but it also takes, uh, you know, you have to argue your case and, and come prepared. And, and Joe, uh, as Kevin Pritchard says, is very thorough. Everything he does has been researched, background checked, looked run, you know, he does it top to bottom, uh, And so I I think they're getting a really prepared guy, a really thorough guy. And it it was surprising to me in talking to Joe after the press conference. um, I didn't realize quite how involved he was in the Neil Olshay regime. Neil Neil had him recruit free agents, had him uh, initiate trade talks, take the initial calls from teams. And kind of vet them. And then Joe would go to Neil and say, hey, I talked to Team X and they're thinking this. I think this might be a good idea. And then they would kind of bat it around. And Neil would send him back with what the Blazers you know, thought of it.
0: Yeah. I, so he
1: was involved in a lot. Yeah. I
0: always thought he was just the cap guy. I remember uh, when I, when right. I was on the beat, it was like, they signed Ennis Cantor to um, that max offer sheet or that big offer sheet or whatever it was. And I was like, I saw him at summer league and I was like, is this like, is this real Joe? Do you want this guy on your team? Or are you just like doing like being mean to OKC? Are you getting him back? Um, and he kind of not only explained the the sort of cap machinations to me very quickly, but like, Laid out the reasons why you would want an Ennis Cantor on your roster, like, um, and I. But I had always assumed just from that interaction that he was he was the numbers guy because he was good at it. Like he made it very easy for me, someone who is uh, pretends to be numbers inclined but is not, like someone who works in the front office can understand. And he, um, so I'm when you you're reporting there in the athletic. I, I I also didn't know that he was like a, you know, I know he was promoted to assistant GM, but I didn't know he was making all those calls.
1: Yeah a point man really, you know, of a lot of things. And then constructing the training camp roster, the summer league rosters. Um so he has dealt with other GMs, he's dealt with agents, he's dealt with uh players. So I think you're get they're getting a really well-rounded and thorough uh Person making the making the calls right now, and I think he has a real shot to win. this I was going to ask you that. Do you, you, know, do you think? Outright. Do you think
0: he'll be? You don't think this is like it could be temporary, but you think that he'll have a legitimate chance to become to have the interim tag removed, as they say. I
1: do, and I, I think you know they. This is not a a two week deal where he's just keeping a seat right. warm. You know, I, I think they're gonna if they do make a a move it'll be something later, you know, in, in 2022, I don't think this is going to be something that's going to turn over in a month or so. And I think they're going to give him a chance to put his fingerprints on this roster and see how that goes. And if it, you know, if it kind of bombs or uh, fizzles out, then I think they might, you know, pick up their speed or, or their intensity on their search, but I think they're really going to give him a good shot. And I think that's the sense he gets as well. Um, and he's been really encouraged by the communication and the um, just interactions with Jody and Bert. Um, they've been very honest with them. They've been very open and they've had a lot of great di- dialogue. And he, he says, you know, he's been having a blast sitting next to Jody and, and they talk almost the entire game uh, about a variety of things, but, uh, but getting back to yesterday I, I thought Joe was um, came across as really likable, really relatable um, but also as unafraid to kind of make waves and to shake this up and and put a new imprint on on this roster and you know it's another thing in, in talking to his former co-workers is that uh, a defining trait of, of, of Joe as they would evaluate players throughout the years, be it free agents, draft picks, uh, whatever is he liked kind of the, the high upside players, mm-hmm. the guys who, who could grow, you know, the five-year player who, uh, the college player who is solid, but, you know, probably just going to be a, a role player, you know, a Dante Cunningham, a Jeff Pendergraft. Right. Those aren't Joe Cronin type players. No, nah, no, nah. He wants the Anthony Simons or, you know, somebody who's gonna grow into something, a Travis Allen yeah,
0: Williams thing you know. like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so
0: I think that's kind
1: of exciting. You know, he I think some of those guys might fizzle out, but boy, you get one of those guys to pop and and you're looking pretty good, you know, and, and you you have the uh, time to uh see them really flourish sure. so uh, i thought that was really interesting that it's not just here and there oh yeah i like this guy in a flyer he's consistently been really all in on the upside of of these young players and or those are the types of uh, players that really attract him these athletic uh guys who can grow into yeah yeah, yeah, Greg exactly. Brown
0: seems like a Joe Cronin um, type guy. Let's let's. He, you mentioned yeah. he's going to put his fingerprints on this. Let's talk about he. He said in no uncertain terms that that changes are coming. Let's talk a little bit about um, how you see his vision in the second segment. But before we do that, I want to tell my listeners about True Bill. It's the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, you don't want, or you just simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill is here to make it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts on Truebill and you'll cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And for any that take more than one tap, that is not just one button, a Truebill concierge is there so they will cancel your unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. They make it simple and you're paying for a service that if it is more than just one button there's people out there to go track it down and make it simple for you i have used truebill um i went to truebill.com slash locked on mba i signed up for the free trial uh just to quickly kind of get my eyeballs you know i'm a mid-range millennial i want to get my eyeballs on my and all the subscriptions i have i've got a whole bunch of them so from the time I downloaded the app to the time I was looking at all my subscriptions probably took less than 15 minutes, like 10 minutes, maybe uh, super simple, super straightforward and uh, allowed me to c- quickly and easily see all the subscriptions I pay for and decide what I wanted to keep and, and kind of where my money was going. So, this could be something that you might need too. Maybe you're a mid range millennial with a, a whole bunch of digital subscriptions. So don't fall for those subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com locked on NBA. Go right now, Truebill.com locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com locked on NBA. All right. Still chatting here with Jason Quick of The Athletic, a weekly guest here on this podcast. He's eating breakfast, and he's talking about the Blazers interim GM, (laughs) Joe Cronin. Um... The thing that stood out to me, Jason, is several times during the uh, during the conversation, I'm going to use the Blazers branding um, out of respect. <laughs> the conversation that was held yesterday, it, I think the difference was that they didn't put a table out. If it had been a press conference, there would have been a table. Yeah. But there was, they didn't put it. They, they put them, they gave them high chairs to sit in, so they knew it was a conversation, <laughs> um, and no mic stands. You hold <laughs> the mic because uh, if it's a press conference, yeah. there's a mic stand. I see. I could work in PR. Um, I understand. They need to work in a fireplace in there. <laughs> (laughs) exactly they should have given them bigger (laughs) comfier chairs or whatever or had it moderated by terry porter that would have been it Um, there you go several times during that conversation cronin said like we have challenges with this roster and we're gonna fix them that is as straightforward as a trade is coming as you'll hear um and and based on your reporting, it sounds like Cronin is not afraid to take a swing. So we've kind of known that a trade was going to come to fix this roster, but now it sounds like Cronin is going to be the guy to do it. Do you think that's a fair read?
1: Oh yeah, no doubt. They're going to look to get more athletic. I think they're going to look to get longer. They want more switchable defenders and they want guys to compete. That is secretly, I mean, Chauncey's talked about it, but really at at the core of things, Chauncey wants guys who compete harder than the guys currently on this roster. That has been probably the biggest letdown for him as a coach has been that some guys just don't have the competitive fire to, you know, stand up to adversity and to fight when things are down. Um, And so Joe is very much aligned with that. He thinks the same way, and so I think they're going to get guys, you know, guys like a and I'm not saying they're they're going to trade him for him, but you know, guys like a Marcus Smart right. who are just just grinders and will never quit and you know battle you all 48 minutes. Guys like that, uh, they're looking for for players like that to acquire.
0: Yeah, I mean, playing hard is a skill. Uh, the more I watch basketball, I think it's a skill like shooting. Um, and like, if you're, some guys have it, like they have the skill of shooting and some guys have to think about it. Like you have to think about your feet and your arm on a jump shot, you know? Um, and I think the Blazers need to hunt down more guys with the skill of playing hard who don't, who just innately have, you know, the way people innately have touch or innately have defensive IQ. They innately have a Mm -hmm. really high motor, um, because like we're what 26 games into the season and Chauncey Billups has openly yes. questioned his team's like competitiveness on three or four different occasions. Um, that's, that's, that's probably a pretty brutal ratio. Um, cool for people like yeah. you and I who are like, hell yeah, put it on the record. Let's say it. I love it. I love yeah. it. Say it out <laughs> in public. Uh, but not, um, not ideal if you're say like a member of the, of, of the team, it's a very different vibe. Um, one thing that has struck me was on Monday. This seems like so long ago, um, but you got a text message from uh, CJ McCollum that said Oregon is still home, which to you, yeah. on your based on your read on it and my read as well, that sounds like a guy who's kind of resigned to knowing that Oregon might not be home for long. Um, part of this, part of the sort of Joe Cronin being aggressive, has to include potentially trading CJ McCollum, right?
1: No question. I don't know that he's going to do right. that, um, but yeah, I mean, Joe's a smart guy. I think everyone can see that there's an overload of guards on this roster. Uh, and CJ has the most tradable contract in that you can get the most in return. I mean, I guess you could say Norm is, is tradable as well. But you have him locked up for more years, right. um, you know. So if you trade one of those guys, the other guy can move in and, and play that position. So that that's where the the easiest route, I think, to get better is is by trading one of their guards and uh, getting either a, a power forward, a small forward, and maybe even a center in return, depending on how they handle. Um, Yusuf Nurkic and, and his contract move going forward but yeah and it, and you know the the CJ thing was odd because we had just talked for 10 plus minutes mm-hmm. in the hallways of the Moda Center about everything about his play about the trade rumors um, all that stuff and it was just odd to, I was driving home and, and thinking about how I was going to frame everything that we just talked about. And I got that text message and I never felt it was going there. Sure. You know, our conversation and, and that's why it was, I mean, it was startling just to read that in, in and of itself, but then also on the heels of our conversation, it just, it seemed weird. So, uh, I think CJ is has been affected by it. I think he's thought a lot about it. And I think he's smart enough to realize that, boy, things are turning that way. Right. That, that this is the way the season's shaping up and looks like changes are going to be made. And my contract and my skill level, that, that combination – is makes it right for me to be probably involved. In yeah. And
0: Norman Powell's emergence as, as maybe the most consistent player on the roster and every Simon's entering free agency yeah, yeah. this summer where the team has to make a decision. Like all of it points to if the time ever was to make a move on CJ, it was either in 2018 or right now. Um, and yeah, uh, from a craft perspective, because I'm always, um, you know, I'm an avid reader of Jason Quick and have been for uh, many moons. But I was like, I wonder if Jason would have written this story if he didn't get this text message. I wonder if he would have just punted on it and said like, yeah, I got pretty good stuff, but we'll wait. We'll wait on this. And then you get the text message.
1: Oh, no, I was I was going to okay, write it good, no matter good. what. But it, it definitely changed. How OK, I, wrote it.
0: <laughs> I you know, I'm always <laughs> like, how, how did this come together? That's a perspective as, as someone who's tried to outright you um, or spent half decade getting my ass whooped by, uh, I, um, you know, I'm always trying to figure out how these, how, you know, how the bread is made or whatever.
1: Well, you got to come up with an angle first. That's the bit, that's the hardest thing. <laughs> and I knew that night that I wanted to talk to CJ. Yeah. That, that was the story.
0: For yeah. Me. And, uh, and then the angle, the angle ca- literally came to you on the drive home. Um, yeah, let's, let's come back in the third segment, and talk, close out a little bit more about sort of what's next, uh, with this team, but before I want to tell my listeners, about something I'm always telling my listeners about, and that is Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Look, there are so many types of delicious Built Bars that if you try one, Or if you have your friends and family try one, you'll be debating over what's the best. You'll say, is it raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? If you're me, those are your two favorite flavors. But like I said, there's so many that you'll find something that meets, uh, that your palate enjoys, that you like and that your family likes. And then you want to order more from there. And it's not just because they're delicious, covered in 100% chocolate and have that candy bar like texture. It's because they pack a punch peep the macro 17 to 18 grams of protein 130 to 180 calories 4 to 5 grams of sugar and no more than 5 grams of net carbs in these bars they're good and good for you go get yourself some go to built.com use the promo code locked15 you'll get 15% off your next order that's promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com today's episode is also brought to you by bet online it's got you covered all season long for with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march to the playoffs. And as basketball season rolls on to the midway point, Bet Online is your number one spot for all sports action this season. So head on over to their new and updated website. You can do that on your desktop or your mobile device. And you sign up today, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you join using the promo code LOCKEDON. So, from basketball to football to the NHL to boxing to UFC to soccer here and abroad, you want to bet on the uh, MLS Cup happening in Portland with your Portland Timbers, or maybe you're a fan of the, uh, of, the, of the, their opponent from New York City, but you can do all of that at BetOnline.ag. Plus, you can play your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. Still a pass-first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Lock On Blazers. Still chatting here with Jason Quick of the Athletic, a weekly guest.
1: What's up? Hey Mike, I've always been curious uh, about the artwork behind you. Oh yeah, yeah. You got uh, Walton and iverson where where's that artwork from
0: um on my the i the uh walton one which is him if you're not if you're listening to the podcast um jason's giving you a classic visual description this guy is um he's really making it (laughs) tough for you but uh, if you want this is another reason to subscribe to the youtube channel you can see into my uh little basement studio here at my house uh the walton the walton art is him uh in a clippers jersey smelling a rose and crying you can't really see the tear on um oh wow on uh on the uh podcast but yeah it's it's a picture of him like post post blazers crying about the rose city um and that one is art from uh from jacob weinstein um a guy who did some art for the free darko books back in the day um a a print i really love and then it's uh ryan simpson did the uh little alan iverson one and then if i'm I'm gonna move out of the way for a second for the youtube listeners out there uh but that behind that little art behind me is a picture of the Blazers' 77 championship parade down Broadway right there. So, um, I, Oh yeah, that's hanging in my, there you go. Right. Yeah. That's an org. That's an old Oregonian photo that I purchased back when I was a, yeah. an employee and had a discount. Um, <laughs> things done changed. I uh, got to pay full price for yeah. my full price for my prints <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, I, um, yeah, that's, right. that's my art. Sorry. I was just always. Yeah. Crazy. And you actually here right above me, um Mm -hmm. this is a plaque signed by jamal mcglure commemorating his trip to the 2000 all-star game with the new orleans hornets so uh bet you don't have but you don't have any other podcasters who have that in their um (laughs) in their studio (laughs) the big cat yeah shout out to big cat uh a a assistant coach for the toronto raptors and a canadian he was he was a fun cover for the
1: Blazers. i liked it when they when they had him
0: yeah
1: Uh, he was enjoyable
0: hey well jason jason you got to change yours um from jamal McGlure to jamal crawford um that can be your tagline from instead of damon to damian um yeah <laughs> uh and i guess whoever they get next i um we talked about cj mccollum but like part of the sort of roster shake-up that cronin is going to have to undertake is decisions about um robert covington use of nurkic they seem really tradable to me um do do you agree that those guys at least not like they're going to be traded, but like have to be considered as very likely to be sent out in one way or another?
1: Yeah, no, no question. I I think both of them. Um, and if I was to place odds on the first person to go, it'd probably be Robert Covington. Yep. Um, and, and that's not necessarily a you know a I don't know. I, I I still think Robert has talent, yeah. um, but it, it's more an indication of he has value out there. I think, um, you know, I, I don't think anyone agrees that he's the same player as two or three years ago. I think he's had some decline, but uh, I still think there's some contenders out there or some teams who uh, would mind shedding some salary that would, that would take him on. So if I was a betting man, I would say that Robert Covington would be the first laser to go. Yeah.
0: He's got the right, right. Kind of salary. Um, he could help. Uh, me and you have deb- debated I'm, I'm, I, what I've learned from doing this and talking to other people is like, you know, mostly just like people in the media world is that I think, Rob- I'm a higher on Robert Covington than most. Um, but I agree that he has not been good this year. I'm not, um, I'm just. Um... That's right. What was our discussion? <laughs> I said that he would start for every, te- I said he would start for every team in the league and um then you ripped off a bunch of teams that he wouldn't start for um <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> um so you know it, uh i guess depending on who you ask uh, there's a different level of opinion of what Roko brings I, but i will agree undeniable he's playing fewer minutes than he did last year undeniable that he doesn't close games it often doesn't close games and they go they've gone nance recently or gone in other directions um in, in some of those minutes gone small in other ways um and and that he's just struggling. He's just he's not hasn't been as impactful on defense under under Billups. And he's was like a really good spot up shooter. And he's not that like he's not that's nearly at that level yeah. last year. Like it's just it's true. Um, it's just it's a factual thing. Um,
1: I, my my sense too on the, on the other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. just in talking or or hearing Chauncey talk and by seeing the production, I would think the least likely player. Besides Dame, traded, is Nasir Little. I think that's exactly the type of player that Joe and Chauncey are valuing. Absolutely, upside plays his ass off. Uh, You know,
0: versatile,
1: and I'm not versatile. Uh, So I, I would think that 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 Nasir is kind of trending towards the Dame part of your chart if you're you know trying to divide up. Of who's going, who's staying, you know, I, I really think they're going to keep this fear. Yeah,
0: And they're going to keep Dame. Like he's that he's pledged it a million yes. times. And I guess the speculation was that if someone else came in, that they might say, Hey, I want to, I want my own version of whatever's next. And that's going to include trading Dame well, and rebuilding.
1: Well, I think that was the big tell also yesterday right. um, in, in talking to Joe in his office, he was like, we are not, this is not going to be a rebuild. It's not going to be a retool. tool. This is not going to be status quo. We want to win. Sure. And that says we're building around Dame. Yep. You know, that, so all those people who are worried about whether or not the Blazers are going to keep Dame, I think if you read between the lines of what Joe is saying, they're going to, they want to win. They want to win now. And that means keeping Damien.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, Teams like the Blazers don't have the luxury of hoping that the next top 10 player shows up in the building. You know, when you have him, yes. you've got to kind of maximize your window. Um, and you could argue that the window is has moved or whatever it is. Uh, but like, it just makes sense from a competitive standpoint that f- at least for the next little bit that you say, listen, this is one of the 10 best players in the NBA. We have him on our roster. Let's try to be as good as we can because the other side is kind of um, – it's a long. it can be a long road back um, to having one of these types yeah. of players on your roster for sure but I do
1: think though the next question with dame you know about the extension right. stuff I do think you need to to, be, to debate that I don't think he just rubber stamped that and, and agree to it I think you see how his injury plays out you kind of look at what where the roster reconstruction goes and and what your financials are looking at. But I don't think you'd rubber stamp that yet, but right now definitely you keep and build around. So
0: I think there's a middle ground between saying like, Hey, when we hit July one or whatever, when the new league year starts and you're eligible, you're getting an extension versus saying like, you know, you're under contract for three more years. We want you here, but like we're running a, we're running a basketball team. We got to kind of figure out what that looks like. Right. Um. And if, and if you, and if you get the sense that Dame is going to be unhappy or whatever, whatever, and like that, you need to do something. Not giving him 100 million dollars past his 35th birthday makes probably his exit a little cleaner on on the Blazers end. So, like, you just you need to be responsible the way you run a franchise. That doesn't mean that on July 1st yep. he's not going to four minutes into July he's not going to get a hundred million dollar extension. It just means you don't need to promise that yeah. pre Christmas. Right. Um, I, I agree with right. you. Um, it's you got to run it. You got to run the basketball team. With, um, you know, forward thinking, and I think that's like one of the things that you've you've highlighted that Cronin might be really good at is kind of seeing, um, seeing both the present and and the future. Um, speaking of the <laughs> present, before you get out of here, it's it sort of seems like, and Cronin danced around this a little bit. Like they're still going to duck out of the tax, right? Like they're still going to they're still not going to be a tax team this year. Is, do you think that's true?
1: I would imagine. Okay. Yes, Th- that sounds like it. I mean, he's got a ton of ways to get sure. out of it. You know, whether it be Cody or Snell, or uh you know the Covington and Nurkic thing that we talked about earlier, or just
0: CJ and you um, trade back for twenty seven million dollars of salary yeah, versus thirty yeah, million, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: yeah, and like he said, you know, it's, it's three million. It's easy to back out of yeah. that. You know, it's it's easy to kind of deck paddle. So I, I would imagine, you know, he he talked about like how it's not just really a financial decision. There's a lot of kind of cap mechanics that go along with being tied into the, the tax, no sign in trades, you know, less uh, wiggle room on trades. Um, can't remember what the other things he said.
0: Oh, the mid-level um, exception changes. Taxpayer. Oh, the mid-level. Taxpayer versus yeah, non-taxpayer yeah. Uh-huh. mid-level exception. So yeah, there's right. there's some incentive right. to do that. Um,
1: right. So it's not all financial. You know, it's not just dollars and cents. There's a lot of flexibility that comes with uh being under the tax yeah i
0: mean most of that flexibility is next year in the new league year it sounds like and and the if you get out of the tax the, the tax is at the end of this league year you have to be under that's how the money works yes um and then you would get paid out from the other teams that are in the tax so um there's some, there's right. definitely some money in but There's some dollars and cents for sure. Sure, um, sure, sure, yeah. sure. But I'm yeah. with, I'm, I agree with you that there's like, um, there's some actual like sort of machinations of like how to improve the roster. Maybe getting cheaper allows you to get better down the line for sure. And they're like, they have a bunch right. of money on the books. They're gonna, they're gonna pay, they're gonna pay the tax in the future. Um, it's just like who, who do you pay the tax to? I guess is the decision, uh, Cronin's gonna make. Right,
1: and and that's another thing. It's like being in the repeater right. tax, you know, uh, so. But the thing is, is that he wanted to emphasize is that he has not been given marching orders yet to get under it. It's not a real high motivation right now, sure. Jody. He he paints it more that she wants to just get better, and then they'll talk about the financials after.
0: Yeah, that. I mean the the value of Cronin is that he is known to be really creative. Um, the, the a trade I remember right. Neil explaining to me was, um, the Hassan Whiteside trade, and basically like the Blazers had Mo Harkless and Myers Leonard in entering expiring years. And he kind of found that, Hey, this allows this. If we give Miami this money, it allows them to get out from under what they want to get out from under and get Jimmy Butler and make their moves. And it allows us to get like a, you know, a quote unquote starting caliber center. Like it, he he found it not only a financial and basketball solution for him, but he's watching the whole league and finding a, a financial solution and basketball solution for other teams. Like that creativity is, is uh, the value of, of why he can, why I think he can be a totally competent GM.
1: That was one of my favorite quotes of our interview was he said, you know, the salary cap is not just about math. It's about creativity. Yep. And, uh, You know, following rules and loopholes and all that. But I thought that was really interesting. And that's a great way to illustrate it is the Miami trade is, you know, not just looking at your scenario, but how can I help another team? help us exactly you know because everyone has everyone has
0: financial and basketball goals and you gotta that's that's why you're on the phone talking to people that's why trades aren't like here's the person on the trade block let's make some offers you know you're you're figuring out you're making calls and like if he was as you explained like kind of getting getting the you know getting to to first base on on the trade talk like hey let's let's get it going you figure out what people's goals are and then you're creative with um with what you're offering and who, who else you bring in and all these things so um yeah, I think, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what Cronin does. It's, um, you know, he he kind of just said, we're going to do it. We're going to fix this roster that has some challenges. So I would say uh, we are two months out from the trade deadline as we're recording this on December 10th. Trade season starts like in earnest on December 15th. We got a yep. fun next 60 days in Blazerland to see what the future of the franchise looks like. And it sounds like C- Joe Cronin is going to be the one that shapes that future.
1: Yep, fun stuff ahead i think uh, and i think it, there's gonna be as as i wrote today i think some of it's gonna hurt yep i think it's gonna be some of it's gonna be really sentimental and i think this roster is gonna look a lot different and i, I think it might come in little increments um it's gonna be a process but uh i i think it's gonna be we're gonna have a lot to talk
0: about. Yeah, Mike. changes are changes they're, they're are shooting. on the horizon. Um so, so, yep. I I totally agree. Um, there's, it's uh it, kind of messy to get to this point, but in, in a in a way, having a new vision to sort of push this roster forward is is there'll be some real value in it for the Blazers. Um, yeah. Dear listeners, subscribe to Jason's work on the Athletic. We've mentioned uh, three or four different stories that he's written. Uh, you're not getting those anywhere else. No one's in the back hallway talking to uh, talking to CJ McCollum, but Jason. I'm, I'm in the building. I'm not talking to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I went home, and Jason's there writing writing a story. So like, if you want to be closer to the team, there is no there is no better way to do it than subscribing to the Athletic. You will get um, you're you're getting the guy talking to CJ McCollum in the back hallway and sitting in Joe Cronin's office and interviewing the new GM. Um, if you want to learn more about the team. the place to do it is with Jason's work at The Athletic so make sure you go there and subscribe Uh, they got good deals now Um, do it do it during the the month of December and lock yourself into a good deal at The Athletic uh, and support Jason's work Um, he's a recurring guest on this podcast so we he'll be back next week sometime we 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 do this every week, uh, not only with Jason, but I do five shows a week available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Support me. Uh, it's We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers by, by New Year's. That's 2,000 subscribers by 2022. Um, it is painless and easy to hit the subscribe button. It will not hurt you. So if you're listening this deep into the podcast, please go ahead and do that and tell your friends to do the same. People hear about podcasts by word of mouth. That's how they do it. You say, "I like this podcast; it was good," or you text them, or tweet it, or whatever it is. So, share the podcast. That, that's that's a great way uh, to bring new listeners in. I would truly appreciate it. All right,
1: and you can see Mike's. Oh art. yeah, and you, you can see, see Mike's art. You can, art behind you can him.
0: see right into my <laughs> uh, basement studio. Um, so, and uh, you can.
1: It's your mom's basement, right? Uh,
0: Jason, here's one for you. I was going to save this, but I'm I'm going back to my parents' home next week. Literally <laughs> yes. Saturday, next Saturday. I will record from my mom's basement. Oh,
1: that is awesome. I will,
0: I'm gonna call. I'm I'm gonna be there for a little while. I'm staying for a couple of weeks. Um, so I'm literally going to call you from my mom's basement. Um so
1: that's gonna be I'm gonna so yeah, let I mean, another reason, another reason to subscribe to YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Let's see Mike's see mom's, my basement.
0: mom's basement. Exactly. <laughs> a place where Jason literally thought I lived for years and years. Yes. <laughs> All right. Right on. All right. Thanks again, Jason.
1: You bet. We'll see you. I'll
0: talk to you soon, listeners. Tell your friends about it. Appreciate you. Bye bye.